the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Here we are on a Friday. I'm glad it's a Friday. I don't know about you, but it was a short week, but it was a long week. So I'm glad that it's Friday. Looking forward to it. And uh, today ends the first week of my grandson's visit to my house, which he's done a pretty good job of turning it upside down and changing the sleeping times of his nana. (laughs) And it's been kind of interesting for her to say the, the, the least. So last night... The President of the United States addressed the nation. It was about inflation and high gas prices, right? No. No. It was about, we need to reignite, you know, gun legislation here in the United States of America. Uh, That's what it was all about last night. Uh, The things that are affecting you uh, as a citizen, not so much. Uh, gas around here, by the way, uh, yesterday, I filled up a couple days ago. It was $4 and, and a nickel. When I went home yesterday, it was four nineteen at the same gas station. I filled up yesterday? Yeah. It was... I went to the cheap place, which was across the street from a moderately priced place. The cheap place... <coughs> excuse me. Um was four and a quarter, okay. and the moderate place, price place was four and a half. I called my sister afterwards. I did four fifty. Four fifty. I called my sister in Florida. I said I just put a hundred dollars. Now I've told you before I put a yeah. hundred dollars, but I rounded off a few. No, I put a hundred dollars in my gas tank. Right, hundred dollars. Thank you, Joe Biden. Oh no, it's Putin's fault. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, all right. Putin's fault. Right, right, because because we gave up energy independence. Yeah. Right? And we we closed out the possibility of having these pipelines, you know, because pipelines are so dangerous because, you know, they're made out of, like, straws that you get at McDonald's with little (laughs) holes in them. They're solid pipes. Yeah. Right? I I agree. But these lefties are A lot safer than transporting it by by rail. Right. Hey, I'm going to let your audience in on a little secret, Dave. What's that? Humanity has an impact on the environment. That's right. That's right. That's it. That's the insight. Okay. Well, the the big insight is that if you do it by rail, you're having a bigger impact oh, yeah. than if you do it by uh, pipe. Indeed. But my, my point is, is, is simply that the left is so over the top. Well, you know, that has a, everything has an impact yes. on the environment. 
Yeah, you just yeah. getting up in the morning and breathing has and, an carrying, and carrying on your normal life has an impact. I think there's seven and a half billion people on this planet. There's yeah. more people on this planet than there have ever been before. Yep. Guess what? It's going to have an effect. Yeah. And there's going to be even more. That's right. Because, uh, you know, Europe and uh, the United States and Western civilization is getting smaller, but the rest of the world is getting bigger. That's right. That's right. That's something for everybody no, to understand. It, this administration has to go. It's it's a nightmare. Uh, and, of course, you're talking about guns. Oh, I'm going to get to yeah. it. I haven't got to it yeah. yet. Oh, okay. Okay. You no, I haven't got to it yet. Well, I'm just talking about, did the president talk about gas prices, food prices, why you can't get baby formula, and all those other things that are going on, and uh, not caused by Putin uh, completely, and no, he didn't take it up, didn't take it up at all, didn't, didn't, didn't go boo about it. Dave, I'm wondering if one of the reasons that we have a shortage on baby formula is because they're busy feeding it to Biden. Is that, is that, could that be it? No, I don't no, know. No. Okay. I don't know. If it's that's six o'clock it. in the morning. Okay. It is. It's early. It's early. But you just gave everybody a good chuckle. There you go. But yeah, I, what was it? They said that a plane came in the other day and it had like uh, three cases of baby formula on it, and everybody was cheering it. And I'm like, are you out of your right, mind? Right. What, what, what kind Nothing of third is happening world here. underdeveloped country do we live in? That yeah. that they're cheering the arrival of baby formula. And where is Buttigieg? I mean, this is a supply chain problem, and he's nowhere to be found. Of course not. Hanging out in South Bend, I guess. And let me tell you what, hanging out in South Bend ain't where it's happening. I'm from Indiana. I know South Bend. I mean, the only thing going on in South Bend is the NCAA Hall of Fame and uh, Notre Dame University. Maybe he, he's got a couple of kids, by the way. Uh, maybe, maybe he's breastfeeding. <laughs> no, I don't know in today's day am I li- no, am if, I li- if he I- were if he were breastfeeding there'd be plenty of formula there'd be bre- but but here's the thing am I allowed you know uh, I I can't say that he can't breastfeed right we're not allowed to say that a man can't breastfeed no I well I do and I will continue to say that right. just like I will continue to say a man can't get pregnant a, a man can't right. get pregnant. You know, you have a book. I just looked over on your desk because authors often send you books. Yeah, I had him on yesterday. He oh, was great. You? Yeah, he was yeah. great. Science in an Age of Unreason. Oh, no, not that, oh, that one, one yet. Okay. That's well, but, next week. Yeah, but, but of course, th- that's exactly the point we're talking about, right? That's unreason. Yeah, well, I thought you saw this, the dumbest generation grows up. Oh, there you go. Talking about uh, the generations that have come up with the computer completely Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, the problems that they're uh, they're facing right now. All right, so the president addressed the nation last night. We will talk about that when we come back. We've got to get our first break in here with uh, East End Towing. They make this possible, make the Dave Ellswick Show possible. We appreciate it. I saw a terrible accident yesterday on 67. I mean, I saw it happen. happen. Ooh, that's terrible. Happen. Uh, I was just shy. I was going northbound, of course. I was going home. And I was almost to Redmond Road. And it was it was really raining hard. And if you were driving really fast, like the speed limit, I mean 70, 75 miles an hour, uh, the chances of hydroplaning were high yesterday. Well, this SUV comes flying down the uh, outside lane from 440. 
he had to be doing 90 miles an hour, mm-hmm. just flying down the road. And I didn't see exactly what happened. Another car blocked my view. But a car that was in the lane next to where this SUV was flying suddenly moves to the left on the highway, came across two lanes, and smashed head-on in the median. Just exploded when it hit it. Wow. And uh, I was almost right next to it when the car made contact. I slowed down immediately when I saw this car out of control because I didn't know where they were going. I came off of my accelerator. I was doing about 55 at the time, maybe 50. So I I let off the accelerator and was giving this guy as much room, or lady, I don't know which it was, uh, out on the highway. And they just hit that and exploded, and then I was past them. Mm -hmm. I looked up and... A uh, so happened that it, there was a tow truck following me, and his lights immediately went on, and he pulled over, and other cars pulled over. I don't want to say that that person lost their life. I don't know if they did or not. I will because safety features and the crumple zones and all that stuff they built in the cars, and if they had their seatbelt on, they had the airbags. Good chance that they probably could have still survived the crash. But they came out of it with uh, with a lot of hurt. So, uh, who was the comedian who said that's going to hurt? That's going to hurt. Yeah. Well, uh, that's Jerry exact- Seinfeld would often say that. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought, man. Oh, that's going to leave a mark. Yeah, that's going to leave a mark, and I felt the same way. And it was it was just horrendous. But uh, you know, to get that car, it wasn't going to drive anymore. It was going to have to be moved. And uh, I'm sure that tow truck helped him. I hope it was East End Towing because they know what to do in any situation. They would get your car to wherever it needs to go. Uh, probably it's going to go out somewhere there on I-40 uh, uh, eastbound towards Memphis where they put total cars. All right. So I, I think that's probably where it was heading to. But East End Towing, you can give them a call and they'll help you out. 501-888-8849. Now, everybody move to the right immediately to give room for the wrecked car and the tow truck. So good on everybody acting smart for a change. Uh, 501-888-8849. That's East End Towing. All right. Uh, Chris Corbett is supposedly on his way, so he'll be joining us as we go along here on this Friday morning. Robert Steinbach is here. He, of course, is a law professor over at, uh, you know, the Bowen School Law that is attached to UALR, and his opinions are his and his alone and not necessarily those at the School of Law or the uh, campus that they are attached to, just so you know, Mm -hmm. all right? Although they should be. I like to always throw that in. All right, let's talk about Biden. All right, Biden last night talked about gun control did you like the did you did you see it i did not see it okay so here's what he had for all the people who died in buffalo and the people and the kids who died in uvalde they had uh, they had candlestick holders with white candles on them and they were lit okay, okay. give uh, you know kind of like it kind of gave a, a feel of being in church so mm-hmm. to speak so anyway the president uh, talks about uh he did his whispering routine. Yeah, right. You know, I I love country music, but I like classic country music. So when I hear him start going, you know, 
you know, like that. Mm-hmm. I start thinking of Whispering Bill Anderson. I don't know. Uh, that's, do you know who that is? No. Okay, no. great, great country and western singer. <laughs> but he would, you know, he would do that uh, kind of stuff, you know, hello, darling. You know, he did a little kind of a, a takeoff on Conway Twitty and that kind of stuff, but he always whispered it. So that's how he came up with Whispering Bill Anderson. But anyway, uh, that's what the president did last night. So here's what he suggested. Stronger background checks. Okay, now he did not offer any additions other than saying that. Okay, he says that he wants Congress to pass laws uh, because they'll have more uh, staying power that way. So stronger background checks, too. Red flag laws that are federalized. He wants the feds to pass the red flag laws, not each individual state. He wants to move the legal age for buying a rifle from 18 to 21. He wants uh, tougher school security. Now, let me just tell you that number four is GOP's number one, okay? And uh, number five, more funding for mental health assistance. That's number five for the Democrats, number two when you talk about this kind of stuff with the GOP. They want to ban assault weapons and high-capacity ammo clips. Now, let me tell you what a high-capacity ammo clip. Anything after 10 rounds. So if you ha- you go from 10 to 11, you go from a regular clip to a high-capacity clip, and you would not be able to buy one. Uh, of course, we had that, by the way, uh, for handguns, not for rifles. Yeah. Well, sort of for rifles. There was a ban on the production, I believe, of high-capacity uh, magazines. And a ban and, on assault weapons. Right. Uh, and, of course, it did nothing. Do you, By the way, do you know where the term assault weapon came from? I don't know who invented that. Nonsense. Adolf Hitler. Is that right? That's correct. I didn't know that. Adolf Hitler was a brand-new uh, gun that uh, they had come up for his, uh, you know, for the Nazis. Yeah. And uh, he called it an assault rifle. By the way, it was a military weapon. It fired full automatic, and uh, it's what he gave his, what I would call his shock troops during the Blitzkrieg, uh, as well as gave them all kinds of speed. They found out that that's why the Blitzkrieg worked so well, is that, his soldiers took speed, and they didn't need sleep. So they were able to continue to push and push and push and push and push. So you had that going on. Uh, if you look in uh, Marion's dictionary uh, and you look at other dictionaries, when you look at assault weapon, up until the early uh, 21st century, it was a military-style rifle that that fires uh, automatic it has changed now to a military style weapon that that fires automatic and semi-automatic they've extended that out so that would in a way include the ar-15 ak-15 and some of the other uh, rifles that are out there in fact if it's just a whole thing about being um a firing semi-automatic, then my 308 would be an assault weapon as well because the 308 at one time was the Marine sniper rifle. So 
I guess I go hunting with a sniper rifle. Well, of course, a three hundred eight was the gun that preceded was the caliber of the gun that preceded the M sixteen, which is what the AR fifteen uh, military version was. Man, I love my three hundred eight. Right, it was the um, kicks like a the, mule, but that's all right. The M fourteen, right? Yeah. And the M one, I think. I think they're the both. The M one was a at its time was a semi-automatic weapon because it had, I think it was one in the chamber and five in the clip, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And it had a distinctive sound when it ran out of the clip. It ping. Mm-hmm. You knew you were out of bullets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was time to reach down in your pouch and put another clip in. But anyway, bottom line is, is that there was a lot going on uh, about assault weapons now, and they keep changing the definitions of the of the term. I worked in the U.S. Senate when the assault weapon ban was up for renewal. It was, a nine, uh, this, it was made, it, it happened in what, 94 or 98? 94, because it yeah. came up again yeah. in 2004. Right, and I was, I was there in uh, 04. And so I became more involved and knowledgeable of that act than virtually anybody in the country. And so when you read through that act, you recognize that this notion of assault weapon is entirely nonsense. Because what was an assault weapon according to the law? It wasn't like, oh, and it's all, they had a definition section. Okay, so if you reached five points, I'm making up the numbers, but five points, then you're an assault weapon. So what made up the points? Well, your gun, your rifle had a pistol grip. You know, an old-fashioned looking rifle is just sort of smooth and long. Just got a stock. It just has a stock. And the the more modern ones have a stock, but at the bottom of the stock, uh, closer to the uh, where the um, mechanism is, there's a handle that comes down. Yeah. Okay. Well, that obviously makes it more dangerous, I say somewhere Absolutely. Right? Then, if at the end of the barrel, uh, there's that thing that helps squeeze the fire that sometimes come out, a flash suppressor. If that's uh, not permanently attached, uh, you know, that if you could unscrew it, right. that's another point. But if you permanently attach it, then there's no points. Okay. If it has a bayonet lug, oh, well, the bayonet lug sounds dangerous. That's a screw through which you can attach a knife to the end of the rifle. Because, you know, there are a lot of people running around today. Stabbing people. Stabbing people with the end of their rifles. That's right. Like they're in trench warfare <laughs> in World War One. Yeah. Right? So that's another point. Um, I forget what else there was. Now, here's what truly defines an assault weapon, but the left won't admit it. Those guns look more dangerous. Well, Feinstein was one of the original sponsors of that piece of legislation. She and the people on her committee, this is is historical fact, they sat down with a gun catalog and looked at rifles and they go, ooh, that looks dangerous. That looks like something a person in the military would use. That's an assault rifle. I'll tell you one even better. Um... So I, as you know, I worked for a senator, and he gave up, he stood up and talked about the assault weapon ban, and he made certain comments, and I can't tell you exactly what they were and what they weren't because I can't disclose my conversations with my uh, client, right? right? But he made certain statements, 
and Feinstein was there, and she walked up to him afterwards and said, hey, you got this wrong, and said what she claimed he got wrong. So I'm walking back with a U.S. senator from a public meeting, uh, and he turns to me and goes, you wrote that. Why is that wrong? And I looked at him dead in the face, and I said, it's not wrong. It's not wrong. And he goes, well, what is she talking about? So I said, you're asking me to come up with why she's wrong? (laughs) And to his credit, he goes, yes. (laughs) <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. So I had to think on the on the fly and on the walk. And then I said, uh, I think what she is talking about is this other issue that sounds similar, but is entirely different. And at the same time, I'm pulling up the existing law to show them that I'm right. And by the time I get to it, I say, here's the law. He goes, oh, no, I believe you. <laughs> so, wow. But Feinstein had no clue and continues not to have a clue. As to what's going on around her. That's what these leftists do. By the way, there are some conservatives that, are, that don't have a clue as well. Yes. But not when, not when they have me as a counsel. Was it Kinzinger uh, from Illinois? Is he a Republican? Yes, oh supposedly. He's a uh, and anyway, he's a definite rhino. But the yeah, key is no. he's joining with the left now for gun control. They, they need like 12 or 14 Republicans. They're not going to get that right. in the House. That's just not going to happen. And well, it's definitely not, not going to happen in the Senate. Senate right? Yeah, it's not going to happen in the Senate. There's not been one senator who's come out and said they support any of this stuff. Can Here's you, what they support. Yeah. And, and well, we'll get to it. i got to get right. to the news. Let's okay. get to the news. Okay. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about what is the GOP leaning towards. And I think I can get behind it. You know, they're even leaning towards it here uh, in the state as, as well. Um, I hope that uh, I'm hoping that Mark Johnson might call in and we can talk to him, the state senator, and what they're talking about. But what was an ace? In the Senate. We'll do it after the break. All right, back. Okay, so Chris Corbett is here. So let me bring the. You wanted to say something about ASA. Oh, I was going to ask you, because we're talking about guns. I sent you guys a story. That's right. And the story you sent us, I think you sent us two. Like, ASA was for increasing the age limit before he was against it. Yes. All in a matter of minutes. Right? I mean, th- this is flip-floppery at its best. Yeah, I sent you that, and then I sent you about uh, the legislature talking about uh, how much uh, money we're going to have. Like, $1.4 oh, yeah. billion. 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 You know... And if there's any question about hardening schools, that answered it That's about right. how to finance it. Oh yeah, do there's, we have the money? We got money. the money. The money but, is but there. But we we need and we will. I know we need hardening schools is certainly a good idea. Uh, why don't we do? And I, I mentioned this off the air already. Why don't we do what we've done in higher education? You remember Charlie Collins passed a bill, took three or four tries to get it done. Where in uh, universities now, an in- individual gets an enhanced concealed carry. Chris Corbett has an enhanced concealed carry, that's right, incidentally. Baby. It's have, concealed. You don't know that. That's right. We've got two lawsuits based on that uh, status alone. Uh, and uh, now anybody with an enhanced concealed carry can carry a firearm, can carry a handgun concealed in higher education. The law initially that Charlie wrote uh, put it at the discretion of the administrators at higher education. Guess who are the only people more liberal than the faculty in higher education? Administrators. So needless to say, zero schools permitted individuals with enhanced concealed carry at the time to carry on university campuses. Charlie Collins changed that law, and now 
Anyone with enhanced concealed carry can carry on campus. It's the title of the statute, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And of concealed course, carry yeah. on. Right. What was it? I think it was uh, Game and Fish said, well, you see, that doesn't apply to Game and Fish <laughs> because the title didn't have Game and Fish in it. That's a kind of advanced legal analysis that we've come to expect from government attorneys here in Arkansas. But that's why we're, we're in the Supreme Court right now. And we've got two more lawsuits going to the Supreme Court because we fight for your gun rights every day but in in any event uh why don't we have the same law and by the way i will be drafting and through my colleagues uh introducing a bill in the arkansas legislature to change the law so that k through 12 is the same as higher education and by the way the same as the arkansas capital that is anybody with enhanced concealed carry license can carry a firearm in those environments and if somebody at you the, the high school no junior high school whatever it was at uvalde one of the if any one of the teachers or staff had the equivalent of enhanced concealed carry i'm confident that not as many people would have died all right in ohio yesterday yeah the governor dewine the guy i used to has, work for in the u.s senate has now signed a bill that was sent to him by republican state lawmakers that empowers local boards of education to allow teachers to carry a gun in the classroom under current law a teacher would need consent of a board plus more than 700 hours of training. Oh, my gosh. To bear arms in school. Now, to say that that's more than even a policeman or a, way a, more. Or a combat veteran right. way more. would ever get. 700 hours. But under House Bill 99, that teacher would need consent of the board and to meet certain training requirements, which are capped by the state Why at 24 hours. Why consent of the board? Why the consent of the Little Rock School Board, a bunch of lefties, when every municipality exists as a function of state law? And I, I have an idea about this, but yes. it, it's kind of weak uh, for them. But I think that it's to give the local school authorities some semblance of authority over their own school. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think you know, that's what they're doing. Yeah, here's what the that school board is supposed to have authority about, about the material that's taught in school. There you go. School safety is a function of everybody in the state, and who represents everybody in the state? The state legislature. Yes. You're that should be a function you of state are law. Correct, sir. And uh, and I will assist in introducing a bill in Arkansas to do exactly that. Let's see all the rhinos oppose that because they will, along with the Democrats. And we'll see how conservative we are. And we'll get if we can get John Payton in office to replace that rhino Sturch. We'll have one more vote in the Senate for a good bill like that. Well, you knew this had to happen, so they passed this law now in Ohio, and it uh, looks like. You're going to have teachers that are going to be armed who want to be armed. Uh, they right. can't be just yeah, forced, forces it. to carry a gun. Uh, here's what ABC uh, came out with. Teachers in Ohio are frustrated after lawmakers passed a bill Wednesday that would allow them and other school staff to carry guns in school safety zones with little training. I just told you, <laughs> 24 hours of training. That's more than Probably most cops get, to be honest with you. Uh, they got to go out, what now, once a year and and shoot and prove that they can hit a target? Ed Mark right. puts on a class uh, that 
at out the there end, in Whitehall and stuff. Yeah, yeah at, at, at the end of the class, you take the shooting exam for the Little Rock Police Department and for the FBI. Chris and I took it. Chris and I passed both. Um, it, it has nothing to do with whether you have a license. And to be clear, the exam is not, it doesn't get you into those police departments. It's just exact same test. And so uh, if you can pass the test for the FBI, uh, that's a pretty good standard, is it not? Okay, so let's, here's how the left answers to this, all right? I think that the idea that armed teachers is a way for lawmakers to pass the buck on much bigger issues, said Tate Moore, a seventh-grade English teacher in Ohio. Moore said he is worried about the, quote, unintended consequences of teachers carrying guns in school, saying something bad could happen. All right, now, this is to stop something bad that is happening. You have a armed individual randomly walking through the hallways of a school, shooting people willy-nilly, and no one with a gun to stop them. That's right. That's right, Dave. I I want them to think about that. I can tell you that if you don't have somebody with a gun there, bad things are going to continue to happen. It's just like when Ed was on last week, said he had one person approach him uh, during one of his uh, uh, times of uh, teaching uh, superintendents and superintendents said, "Well, we can't do that. We have a no uh, violence uh, <laughs> thought, uh, you know, thing in our school." And he, <laughs> Ed, looked at him and said, "Dude, when you how's have that a, working out? When you, you have an active shooter, yeah, how's that working out? Evil has come to your school. <clears throat> That's right. Violence is now there, whether you like it or not. No matter what rule you have, violence is there. Ed, Ed Monk's got the data. When the first two yeah. minutes." What average of nine people? Are ten shot? seconds. First two every ten, ten seconds. There you go. It, I mean, Shoot he's somebody. got the data, and the the cops, the good guys with the guns, aren't going to get there to like five, eight, nine or, minutes. Or like in Uvalde, they'll, they'll get there in four minutes and hang out for seventy-eight. Exactly. It's just tragedy. Just yeah. tragedy. Yeah. Moore said it's not a teacher's job to stop a school shooter. Agreed. Mr. Moore agreed. Look, by we, the way, we agreed. agree with that, <laughs> and that's why. They're not passing a law that says, you, sir, must carry a gun. It doesn't say that. It's voluntary. It's teachers who are willing to take the additional responsibility like they do if they decide to be a coach of the of the fastball you know baseball team it's also a teacher's not it's not a teacher's responsibility in kindergarten to help the kid if he pooped in his pants but most teachers do (laughs) how's that that's right well i think they're like two and three steps out they're like oh i can't shoot somebody oh i couldn't do this but let me tell you don't do it that's right it's voluntary and if you want to carry a gun, you can. It's concealed. Yes. It's not like they're walking around the classroom That's correct. like a cowboy with a six-shooter on their hip. I think, they, I think they should walk around. You should be able to see it, and it should be a desert eagle. <laughs> you know that law enforcement. That's what I, yeah. Law, law enforcement typically uses a, a, a it's like, I forget the name of it, but it's like a two-stage holster. Like you've got to press a button before you remove it. Oh, yeah, before you can pull it out. That's right. It's an extra safety. And so maybe you require that. Yeah. These kind of small tweaks are all in the implementing regulations. Yeah. That's fine. One way or the other, by the way. I don't think it's necessary, uh, necessarily necessary, if you can say that. I'm not sure. Uh, but it's an idea. That's a double positive. Uh, indeed. Very good. Uh, but, the, the, uh, but the overall issue is 
you want good people uh, who can defend innocence available. And, of course, the left is so delusional, right? And so many of these leftists, by the way, live in gated communities, drive around in their limousines. Right. Right. Oh, well, you don't need that protection. What I don't understand is when you say, well, something bad could happen. Understand that something already bad is happening in our schools right now. Right. People are walking into doors that are unlocked, into school classrooms that the door is supposed to be locked and is unlocked. And then police are standing outside and waiting for 90 minutes to take care of a situation that in Columbine, we learned that you have to go in and engage the shooter. And uh, now I hear DOJ is going after the... uh, the, the Border Patrol guys that went in there because they were told by the local police to don't do that. And they said, see you later. No way. And they went in. Is that and, more and coming out in the out. investigation? Yes. Yeah, they, I, I saw they told a picture them, of the guy that told took the round that, to the head. Yeah. The, the guy that got Rickers. He, had a ba- he went in with a baseball cap, Dave. I know. He didn't have full gear on. No. He had a baseball cap on. Time is of the essence yeah. when there's an active shooter. Yeah. That's what they know about Columbine. They learned that. They learned that. It's on not, the very first not mass shooting like that. It's yeah. not complicated. You know, I read I read some leftist uh, propaganda out there that, oh, a teacher was walking down the hall and her pistol fell out in the hallway. And it was like that was some sort of reason why they shouldn't carry. You know, yeah. Here's the thing. You know, the sta- you're exactly right, yeah. Chris. The statement that that person said that something, could, something bad could happen mm-hmm. is correct. Something bad could happen. That's right. That's correct. But guess what? Life is about measuring risk. When you get in your car, when you got in your car, Chris, this morning to come yeah. here, something bad could have happened. That's right. You could have had a wreck. That's okay. right. I know. So you, you could have been just like that person I saw yesterday right. on 67. Do you know that <laughs> almost as many Americans die every year in car accidents that died in the entire Vietnam War? So yeah. something bad could happen. That's a true statement. Do we stop driving? No, because millions upon millions of people drive every day safely, and they get to work, they get to their family, they get to buy food. So the benefits outweigh the costs. Yeah, yeah a plane could crash that I get on. That's right. But you know the benefits outweigh the negatives. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And the same thing the here works. with carrying a firearm by trained poli- by trained uh, um, teachers, rather, not police officers, uh, in schools. The benefits outweigh the risks. Now, so let's, let's stop the namby-pamby leftist nonsense and get real and let's start saving kids. Well, I would, I would hope that they're dealing with this and are going to deal with it. There's a special session coming up in July uh, for the state legislature. For what? Uh, you know, the, they got to figure out what to do with all this money. They oh, got. Right? five billion. Yeah, they got. I think there's out. an article in the paper today. They got to figure out what to do with that money. You know, yeah. where are they going to where they going to put it? Put dividends. It, yeah. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> It'd be it nice if the they get holders. I'd like to have oh, a little bit. It might buy me a. It might almost buy me a tank of gas. Almost. Yeah. Hundred dollars. Probably won't. Hundred dollars. Just saying. Four and a quarter, might. Chris. Hundred dollars it cost to fill it. I got buddies that are saying, give me 20 on pump five. They're no longer filling it yeah, up. I, right? Oh, I know. I remember well in college. I need 10 bucks. Yeah. I need five bucks on That's pump. why I used to go out on dates. Yeah, exactly. I had to have money so I could take the, the young lady out to have something to eat, yeah. of course. And then I needed to go to the fraternity house and 
you know, beer was a quarter can, so I had to factor that in. And so now I had to figure out how do I get to the house, the fraternity house? How do I get back to the yeah. campus and all of that? Okay, that's probably going to be three, four gallons of gas. Okay, how much money do I got here? <laughs> all right. That's and right. Then you made up, you, you had to say, well, first thing is I got to get to where I'm going, so you put that money down, and then you go from there. All right. Got to get a break in. Let's do that. That's collegiate economics, all right? Just just letting you know. That's just collegiate economics. Uh, don't forget about Pat Davis and uh, taking care of your health insurance with him. He can take care of making sure you save 30 to 50%. Pat's going to be on next Thursday with me here on the Dave Ellswick Show. By the way, Ed Monk, who we've been referring to from Last Resort Firearms, will be on with me Tuesday, and we're going to talk about all the, you know, how to protect schools. I'll get into a little bit about hardening schools. I'm not sure that's exactly the answer that they're looking for because you you pass rules and then people don't follow them. That's the problem. So don't don't forget about Pat Davis though about getting some savings on your uh, health insurance. Uh, give him a call at five zero one six zero five sixty nine thirty five or visit him online your health insure uh, your health dot com. All right, back with you. Don't forget about PI Roofing. They'll take good care of your roof. They'll fix it for you. They'll make sure that it doesn't leak. They're roof leak detectives. You get a roof put on by PI Roofing, they're guaranteed there ain't a drop of water that can get in your house for 10 years. And then they'll go with uh, all of the uh, shingles and felt and all the rest that they put on, and you get an additional 25-year warranty on your roof. Should be the last roof you ever have to put on. Give them a call, 501-707-3551. That's uh, 501-707-3551, same number I call, or piroofing.com. In fact, yesterday, one of my other advertisers sent me a text and said, who's that that does your roof? And I sent them the PI Roofing phone number nice. so that they could get a hold of them. All right, so anyway, PI Roofing, you want to use them. All right, six minutes left here in this hour. So let me give you the five things that the president brought up last night. Okay. Number one, stronger background checks. Number two, federalize, federalize red flag laws. Not your state deciding what's best for its citizens, but the federal government telling the states how they will take care of the citizens. Number uh, three, uh, moving to legal age for buying a rifle from 18 to 21. Number four, tougher school security. Number five, more funding for mental health assistance. All right, with that in mind, let's start off with number one, stronger background checks. Here's what I think. Here's a question you must ask when you're talking about passing these laws. Number one, can you enforce them? That's the first thing. Can you enforce them? Because if you can't, if people are going to break them, it's a stupid thing to pass a law. Right. Bottom line. All right, so... Would have it stopped any of these mass shootings? Would it have stopped any of the mass you know, shootings? I, Dave, one thing that I think you got to start from a base is this is one of the hardest scenarios. The FBI, the CAA talk about this. It's the lone wolf scenario. They have, that, that's what they worry about in an assassination yes, of the president. Because you can't stop it hardly. That's right. And so we're going from that, what has happened? These guys, they maybe put out a little threat, but they go in lone wolf to a school where there are no guns, right? That's it. So 
how is how is passing a background check going to prevent that guy from going to a school? How deep does a background check gonna be? That's right. Do they have to take your penis size? Yeah. I'm just saying. What well, what he, do you have look, to check? Yeah. Look, I'm open to the question. I. If they say, well, there's more information about convictions that are not in the federal system because they're not being forwarded correctly, or there's more information about adjudicated mental incompetence that doesn't make it from the court system into the FBI system. I don't know if any of that's true, but my point simply is this. We have a bunch of standards, and if the information is incomplete and there's a way to make the information more complete, that's okay. So it really depends what they mean by better background checks. Or do they mean, oh, <clears throat> well, we want to make sure that if the neighbor thinks the other neighbor is not a good guy, uh, that counts as a strike against you. No, uh, that's no. not a background check. That's a red flag law. Right, but they overlap. Yeah, the notion, at least, yeah. overlaps. So that's the question. What do you mean by better? I'm always open for improvement. I mean that sincerely. Yeah. So if you have a better way to do what we're doing... Uh, that doesn't interfere with people's rights, great. If, if it will have an effect on what it is that you're trying to stop. There you go. That's right. All right. Will any of this this stop mass shootings? Well, let's say, I don't know if this is the case, but let's say you don't have a complete listing of felons and or you don't have a complete listing of those who are adjudicated mental incompetent. And we have already determined that felons and mental incompetence are not permitted to own guns. Then I think it's a good idea to be as effective at achieving that goal as we can be. But, but. What does a felon do? Does he go to the gun shop and buy a gun? Right. No. Of course not. He goes to the back alley to the guy who opens up his trunk, right. and he's got all kinds of guns, and he says, which one do you kind of like? And then he pays a premium to buy an illegal gun. If you want to tell me you want to pass laws that say, hey, if you sell, if you're out and you're a gun runner, and we're going to put you away forever, or we're going to give you the death penalty— I'll get on board with that. All right? But I'm not going to get on board that you're going to make me jump through more hoops right. that a criminal doesn't have to jump through. It's exactly. ridiculous. Yeah, well, what I described was, was not about the individual jumping through more hoops. It was about supplementing potentially information, which I don't know if it's insufficient or not. I'm just giving you an example. Yeah, I agree. When, when someone says, if we want to improve, there are methods of improvement that don't have negative uh, consequences to law-abiding citizens. So I'm just telling you, I'm open to a discussion uh, to hear what you claim are your improvements. Because with that, I am highly cautious. What they're really trying to do is backdoor extra hurdles. Of course. That I don't That's support. That is an example. Democrats have been doing that for years. Of course. Yeah, for years they've been doing that. Here's the other thing. Start with the criminals first. Start with the criminals first. Then come talk to me about, well, do you want to give up some of your rights? My answer is no. Zero. No. Zero. <laughs> exactly. Zero. All right. All right. It's time to take a break. We'll be back. Robert's going to be here. Chris is going to be here. We'll continue this discussion. If you want to get on it, in on it, 
All right. We continue on on the Dave Ellswick Show, seven minutes after seven. And we're talking about, and I don't think any self-respecting talk show host is talking about anything else than the president addressing the nation last night uh, with uh, the candelabras up, but the white candles all lit for the number of victims we've had in Buffalo and in Uvalde. You know, never let something like this go to waste, you know. He left out the 46 Rahm, people killed in the weekend on, in Chicago. Yeah, of course they did. Yeah. Rahm Emanuel, of course, was really was right about that. It was a, a political way of handling things and still is. But uh, we, we did the first thing that he talked about, stronger background checks. He didn't give any specifics. All right. The president didn't say stronger background checks like. He just said stronger background checks. Then he said, and it's up to Congress to figure out what those checks are going to be. That's what he said. Okay, so I'll go along that the president, all right, should defer to Congress because they make laws. All right, they're the legislature. I understand that. They also control the purse strings, which the president doesn't understand in some instances. Uh, Number two, this one worries me. Federalize. Okay, by federalize, now we're going to centralize the law for the uh, government in Washington, D.C. They're going to federalize red flag laws, not let state legislatures depend on how tight or how loose, so to speak, a better word, uh, to do a red flag law. It will be your, your uh, federal lawmakers. Now, if you, if you have, uh, have it done statewide, uh, you get you got a little bit more ability to make a an impact on what they pass because you're a little closer to the process of making sausage. Uh, if it's up in Washington D.C., what you got four votes in the House, you got two votes in the Senate. Well, the, the broader issue, though, Dave, is not whether it's federal or state. What we know of red flag laws as of today is that they're unconstitutional. I mean, the notion of a red flag law is that without due process, your gun rights are taken away because your neighbor uh, acts like it, it happened in Nazi Germany where you squeal to the Gestapo that you think somebody's a bad guy uh, and therefore that person needs to be taken care of. So that, the problem with the red flag law is not whether it's federal or state, is that the notion of a red flag law is how to take away someone's constitutional rights without due process. And as Thank such, you. it's inherently That's the illegal. big term that nobody takes into consideration, and that is due process. Right. You shouldn't be able to do anything until a judge gets involved, and in some cases, a jury gets involved. Right. It's a well, constitutional well, right. Yeah, yeah, Rob is right on it. I, I've tried to digest exactly what is a red flag law. Like, what are they trying to do? So if I come out and I'm hollering at my neighbor, does that make me emotionally unstable? I, I have a heated argument. Can someone drop a dime on you anonymously? And say, well, this guy's emotionally unstable. Yeah. He doesn't need to own guns. Need to go out and see and they And they come get him? And they Is come out and look at you and they say, you know, <laughs> you're acting a little strange. Uh, you got firearms in your house? Well, yeah. Okay. We'll, yeah, I'm an American. We're going in and go, I'm an American. We're gonna, we're going how do you know in. you have firearms in your house? Because I'm an American. We're going in and, <laughs> we're, and we're taking them all. Yeah. 
Exactly. That's the problem. That thing, and, and then you also, never get them back. Right. And then there's uh, what the red this red flag law. They want to make a list of what all you own. Yes. Some kind of database so they can come get them if they that's need the to. That's the key. That that's what they. I will tell you if they pass laws like that. If they ask me what kind of firearms I have, yeah. I don't have any firearms. Exactly. No, no. Well, we've heard you talk about them, Mr. Elswick, on your show. Dave, yeah, you just talked tell them, about them. Hey, but you I can don't figure have them. it out. You can figure it out from the bullets. Let me send you some of the bullets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, well, but right back to your point, Dave. How's that going to prevent a mass shooting it at a school? Does not. Yeah. It does not. Well, to be to to be clear, if uh, this crazy guy's neighbor called on him and they went through a proper process with due process to determine that he was crazy uh, then it could have prevented it but that's the problem with the left is they don't want due process because that takes too much time and guess what a bunch of people won't have their guns taken away from them when the leftists start with their lists you know what the leftist list will be those people who voted republican in the last two primaries well that's who it'll be number one they won't say this but the number one point they want to get is take away your guns of course it is that is the number one rule they want to have you know they always talk about shootings where a bad guy shoots innocent people they never talk about the shootings where somebody saved themselves or others those are never mentioned by the left i understand and i i pointed that out i got i've god help me i got back on twitter again oh gosh so that i can i can get on uh, to the left and 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 make (laughs) question and question them at times they don't like that so they they just block you and stuff but anyway some guy was saying they should get uh they you shouldn't be able to have guns because all guns are good for is killing that is exactly those was his exact words and i wrote back and i said no guns are there to keep somebody from killing you Right, but right. but you know what? Uh, For I, self-defense. I, 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 no, I agree with him. They are they are designed to kill. They're designed to kill the bad guy before the bad guy kills you. But that's, that's the correct. point that I was I making to I him. I know, but this is what I love about they Well, you know, they're dangerous. Point. Yeah, they're supposed to be dangerous. Here's but so is a car. A car is dangerous, not supposed to be dangerous, but you know, as many people die in car accidents as they do from gun from guns. But they don't call it car violence, Guess do what? they? Guess didn't, what? You didn't hear all kinds, or you don't hear weapons of war you don't hear a car right. called a weapon of war. exactly they use car uh, they, they, they use motor vehicles in war yes they have right. and is it a military style weekend, car like last, a jeep you can look this up easy enough to look it up on major news networks but they didn't give much coverage to it there were two instances where people drove cars into crowds and killed people they the public forgets that that's right it happened not that long ago. It was in New York, wasn't it? Yeah. That the guy drove the SUV down yeah. the street and killed people? Yep. Sure did. You know, and I'm surprised they haven't done it more often, to be honest we, with we've you. We've got to get on top of the car violence, because the car violence is a, is a, is a health problem. We need problem. to take away their car keys. It's, got, a, it's a health problem. We need to do a background check. <laughs> there you go, Dave. We need a background check. We want to make sure that you're going to drive it down the road and not going to drive it into a crowd. We need red tire laws. <laughs> you're emotionally <laughs> unstable. You're not allowed to own a vehicle. I mean, seriously. That's half the people on the road. You get a bicycle. When, when I you drive get a down Tantra, it's half the people. What's with the parallel driving? If you're sit, driving next to a car, pull forward or pull back. I don't need the wall of stupidity in front of me on cantrum oh my gosh 
That's why they've gone to angle parking, basically, because nobody (laughs) could do parallel parking very well. Now they've got cars that will do it for you, of course, but... Those are cool. Yeah. I wouldn't want one because how often do you parallel park? A buddy of mine had one of those. I said, do it. Let me see you do it. It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. He's like, done. Let do it. It didn't work. Yeah. As you know, I'm originally from New York, so I have to know how to parallel park. Well, yeah, that makes sense. I parallel parked a few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago, actually, now, on Cantrell. Uh, no, on Kavanaugh. Guy walked up to me. He goes, that was the most brilliant thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> how did you do that? One move? One turn? Yeah. One get- oh, yeah. No, nice. no. One, one iteration. There's no multiple. One iteration. In. And so uh, I, I told him, you like that? Watch me pull out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number three. Uh, the president said, we want the legal age for buying a rifle to go from 18 to 21. Okay. Yeah, Asa was for that before he was against it. All in one day, by the way. So my question is, all right, how's that going to make a difference? Well, again, let's be fair. This guy was not 21. If he was unable to buy this rifle, he would not have had this rifle. So it could make a difference in that regard. But, you know, the big question has never been asked yet. I have not heard anyone do a story on this. He had two AR-15s. Right. About, uh, I would say, about $2,700 for those two AR-15s, probably. He had hundreds of rounds of ammunition. All right? That wasn't cheap. This is an 18-year-old kid that did not have a job. No, I thought he worked, like, at... uh Taco Bell or no. something. He worked at something. He worked at yeah. some fast he, food he restaurant. Didn't have, he didn't have a, a bunch of money, okay? Yeah, where did he get the money? No, did he that's the question. He, what happened? Where did the money come from? And my question is, did his dad give him the money? Mm-hmm. And his dad is a convicted felon. His dad can't even have a gun in the house where he's living at. Right. But yet, this kid had a couple AR-15s. How did the father not know this in any way, shape, or form? Yeah, I don't you know, it, it just goes on and on. There's not been a story on where the kid got the dough. When to you're buy talking about firearm, enforce the the laws that are on the books right now. Yes. So, if he's living with his dad, he can't have those guns in his That's dad's correct. house because his dad's a felon. That's right. So, I don't think he was living with absolutely. his dad. I think he was no, living he's with his, his grandma. grandma. No, I say he's but, living with his grandfather. His grandfather is a felon. Oh, the grandfather. That's what I'm saying. Okay. All right, the people that he's living with. Yeah, so but this has not been pursued. I'm telling you, there's a lot of things that's out there. I don't you know, know if the DOJ is going to do it or not. So if they do talk about that, they brace it from 18 to 21. Is that just rifles? Yes. Bolt action? What just about shotguns? Well, no. In most, handguns can, you well, are, can you buy a shotgun? But handguns are, oh, that is a, it, That'd uh, no, be considered it's a, a rifle. Yeah, it's a long gun. Okay. Yeah, but just bottom wonder. line is you can't even buy, most states, someone until they're 21 can't buy a handgun. Right. They can buy a rifle, but right. they can't buy a handgun. I say this, if that's the case, then no kid can enter into the military at the age of 18. Yeah, and I brought that up with a, with a far-left guy. And he goes, well, if they want a gun, tell them to join the military. And I was like, well, man, you, you've got... Why? If they're unbalanced, do you want them to have, you know, have yeah. a gun? Well, and then they go, well, they do a mental health examination before you enter the military. I was like, no, they no, don't. No, they don't. <laughs> I signed up what? without a mental health examination. Sure. No, no, you guys are wrong. Sure they do. They say, hold this pen and write your name. Yeah. Yeah. And do that. There's your mental and health take test. the oath. Amazing. Yeah. All right. All right. We've got to get a break in. Let me remind you about David Lucas. David Lucas, uh, 
he's the guy who called me to say, who do you advertise, Dave, to do roofs? And I said, P.I. Roofing. So he's getting a new roof from P.I. Roofing. Cool. David Lucas Financial wants you to know that you need to know how to do silver and gold, how to buy it, how to use it, how much do you need, you know, how much should you supplement your nest egg with gold and silver to help protect it against inflation and and things of that nature. They'll teach you how to do that. You just have to call them. 501-222-3315. 501-222-3315. They work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country, so you get direct prices from a dealer you can trust, and you can learn more about buying silver and gold just by calling 501-222-3315 let me just make sure you understand it's not like going out and buying a candy bar it's not like going out and buying a stock or bond silver and gold it's a little bit more complex you need to know the rules Uh, investment advisory services are offered through david lucas financial and arkansas registered investment advisor all right so chris corbett brought something up what? This is out of a nightmare. This is this is a this is a horror movie. It's happening down Stuttgart. Heidi, do you like spiders? Do they kind of freak you out? Yeah, they freak me out. I've always said I don't trust anything that has more than two eyes, especially that has nothing more than six legs. That has a that has an eye in its back. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not back. too thrilled about that. That's a tarantula. It's got an eye, yeah. eyeball on his back. Uh, but you said that down in Stuttgart. In Stuttgart. I've seen it before, and if anybody knows about it, they can call in and tell us about it. It's when the, the, the sky gets filled with cobwebs, and they're on the cobwebs. they got these baby spiders, and they're migrating. Yeah, they but, shoot out the thread, and then they, it, they're hooked they onto on. it, and it floats them. And it's layers upon layers of cobwebs in the sky. It's amazing. You sure you're not talking wow. about Joe Biden's mind? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of the truth. Yeah. Okay, so l- now let's get to... Uh, number four that Biden brought up about uh, gun control, okay. okay, that he talked about. And this is one that the GOP is talking about as mm-hmm. well. In fact, it's probably, if not number one, it's number two. Number one would be tougher school security. All right. That would include, you know, making teachers, you know, be, if they want to the learn option. to go in and use a firearm, be able to carry a firearm at school and whatever, uh, you know. Only one way in, one way out, maybe a fence around the school and, and that kind of thing. I will tell you, Ed Monk will tell you it won't work. Really? You can't make it? No. Because he says everybody gets to school basically by a bus now. He says nobody wants to talk about this. Yeah. But what happens if one of these shooters takes a school bus? Now, I want you to think about this. When Dirty Harry came out, that's what the guy did. He took a school bus. Do you remember that? Hey, yes. I right, do but again, that. Dave, look, this school was uh, secure, but for the fact that some teacher, who I believe went out for smoke, by the way, uh, propped a door open. But they said that they closed the door after he came in. The question is, they didn't lock it again. That's oh, really? the key. Well, oh, wait, so you got you new remember, info that the door was closed. Yeah, do you remember okay. that you, you got to push down on that, that device? Oh, yeah, the lever. Okay. Lever. That is locked on this end. You turn it and it locks it. You got to have the key for that, right? You know, it's not like a deadbolt and you just reach up and flip it. Wait, so I don't understand. So the door was not propped open? No. Okay. 
Yeah, they, that was some new, new news. New, I read new right, material read that came it. out. It so was it, not. Essentially, I guess they verified it on camera that the door was not propped open. That's right. So, the, but so, he walked up and just pushed down on the handle yeah, so the door and was he walked in. Well, yeah, that's so the door's But that's an example of where a school is improperly secured. That's correct. That's and correct. that could be improved. And we heard, and we haven't heard anything more. They had, they had, and supposedly had a an officer for the school. But he wasn't there. Right hey, he's out to lunch or something. Yeah, or I don't something. know where he was. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Maybe he was hooking up with the waitress, yeah. his, you know, or whatever. There's a, it's but a, he wasn't there. Uh, it's interesting. We uh, Rob and I took Ed Monk's course, and it wasn't it wasn't ever just one factor. There was a series exactly. of failures. That's my point. There was a series, three, four, five series of factors of failure. That led to the shootings. I mean, I have Ed on because Ed is, yeah. I mean, he's one of the foremost authorities on this stuff in the United States well, he's now. he's got the data. He's got the data, yeah. right? And um, what was he interesting, you take something. your course. He's going to be yeah. given a course. Let I want to go take that. it. My, my, my family's interested in taking it. They were talking. I said, y'all want to know the real facts? Take Ed Monk's course. And they, you know, the, the governor commissioned this study. There's a 140-page report out there that says... Armed guards at the schools. I don't even know why we're even. I see these these Twitter posts about we how we want to. How do you want to make the kids feel? They're going to feel great that they're safe. Well, they don't need to see somebody with a gun. Would really? you love to have a, a police officer? Uh, wherever you go, and all, right? Why not? The, the, the mayor has it, right? What's the yeah. mayor's got a whole entourage of police. Well, and here's the key: when you think about, it, okay, you got an armed guard at the at the front door, right? And he's got a primary weapon and a secondary weapon. I'm talking about rifle strapped on him and a sidearm. We also need the guys and the women, the ladies, with concealed handguns that nobody knows they're carrying them. That's key to me because. These guys at the front are targets. By the way, remember when there was a police officer in my class who would come after work to a night class in mm-hmm. uniform, including his gun, and the university told him, you're not allowed to come in. So we passed another law that made clear the first law that was already on the books that, indeed, he's allowed to come in. But this is a kind of leftist logic that pertains when they say a, a police officer in uniform carrying his gun is not allowed on a university, state-run university campus. I call it collective stupidity. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, they, they get to talking to each other, and there's nobody willing to stand up and go, that's just stupid. That's exactly right. Well, and here's the other thing. You start to bring up facts, and they don't want to hear it. Yeah, that's right. They don't want the empirical information that you have. Right. And see, that happens with Ed all the time. Yeah, are we really debating whether we should have an armed guard at the school? I, I go to the courthouses, the federal courthouses. They're, they got metal detectors, two armed guards, another armed guard taking your name. Okay, this is a courthouse. These are public places. Why not at the schools? Why don't you carry I mean, your gun in the courthouse? I mean, yeah, I can't. I'll, look, wait, I'm, wait, by law? Well, yeah, by law, right. Yeah. We're going to fix that. We're going to fix that. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I don't like the idea that we've got to get, we've got to become kind of like Europe, yeah. where you've got, you know, people walking around in airports and stuff with, you know, military weapons. I, I mean, do. I understand that. I, I do. You know why? Because you know? I don't live in leftist la-la land. Yeah. Okay, I don't live in make-believe world because I've been to, amongst other places, Israel, yeah. where there are armed uh, military uh, guarding the They're gates. They're carrying submachine guns. Yes. Yeah. 100%. It-
All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show, taking a break. And uh, like I said, we talked about interesting things during the break. And I was just talking to uh, to Chris we, and, to, and to Robert as well over the weekend because of Memorial Day. I like to remember what it's all about, all right? I mean, nearly a million men and women have died defending this country. And uh, I watch. I always watch Band of Brothers. Band HBO of Brothers always is so good. It is a really – and they show the good and the bad right. uh, of World War II. I mean, they show American military men shooting Germans that are prisoners. Right. That went on by us, too. We know that. It's mm-hmm. well documented. Now, we didn't do it the way the Germans did, like that they did in – like it was documented. They showed it in The Great Escape where they lined them up in a field and just opened up a thirty cal machine gun on them and, and killed all the guys. Uh that actually happened as well. Just uh, if you've never seen it, I highly recommend you can buy it. It's about twenty-two dollars, twenty-three dollars. You can buy the discs, and uh, you'll have it to keep. I'm, I'm for my Spielberg produced it right after Tom, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, Spielberg and Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks. That's right. Tom they were they were behind it. And then they did uh, the Band of Brothers, the Pacific, right, and uh, which was not as good as the European theater because there was a cohesive narrative the band of brothers about the european theater because it was all about the 101st the screaming eagles screaming eagles baby. all right and uh from the t- moment they, li- they landed on uh, i think they came in on omaha uh or utah it was one or the other and they came in and at on d-day right and it followed them all the way up to where they were in the eagles in nest. the eagles nest that's right and uh the war came to an end while they were there mm. so you had that cohesive narrative to follow and they were in bastone and they were up at market garden up in uh, norway and sweden and and all that area and they went through all of the the hell of world war ii i'm just right, telling a lot you. of it was true and they had the the interviews at the end with dick winters and and the little italian guy and buck from arkansas yep. yeah yeah that's good, good good it's stuff. a great show it really is and they're all dead now Everybody from the hundred first and that have all passed away now. Yeah, I like yeah. to show it to my kids; so they can understand what's yeah, going well, on. Yeah, well, yeah, you got to understand. You know, like, hey, what was happening real. at that time? Yeah, this was, is a real deal. Uh, I, my wife, I have never seen. I've seen her cry at movies before. Yeah, but we were watching the ninth episode, and I knew what it was about. Yeah, and I knew it was going to be tough. And uh, of course, that was when they when they went to Buchenwald. Wall. And uh, 101st and the Third Army with Patton, and they liberated that concentration. That camp. was brutal. That's brutal. My wife sat there and just wept. Yeah. And if you've been to the you know the Holocaust Museum in in D.C. and then you watch that show, it's an accurate representation of what, what they ran into. Yeah. I mean, there's a scene in it, Robert. You you would appreciate this of this uh, former. Uh, Jewish man who had been in that camp and he just walks up to this GI and throws his arms around him and starts weeping and kissing his neck. Yeah. I can hardly talk. Me too. Me too, man. It was it was it's emotional. And this is like a true story, you know. Yeah, it, really it is happened. a true story. My father was with Patton when they really when they went to Buchenwald. Whoa. Yeah. He wouldn't talk about it. I bet he would. They wouldn't. said when Patton walked in now, you know how tough Patton was. Oh, yeah. Tough as nails. Yeah. He threw up. No kidding. Yeah, he threw up. He was that disgusting. He's the one. They show the 101st 
going to do it. They showed Dale Dye, right. who plays the part of the, the mate or the colonel or whatever. Yeah. That tells them to go and bring the people from the town to bury the body. Oh, yeah. All right. Those people said that they didn't know that was going on. Exactly. BS. That's right. I'm just telling you, it's oh, all they BS. They knew without a doubt what was going on there at that concentration. Yeah, the bourgeois. Yeah. They brought the bourgeois in to, in to bury the bodies. Yeah. I mean, it's something when, you know, your dad who was there and you're his son and you ask him about it. And he says, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. That's what he said. I don't want to talk about yeah. it. I got to believe, you know, they came back. Those men came back to the United States and made the United States one of the greatest superpowers in the world. Yeah. And an economic power. Of course, there wasn't much left of the rest of the world. They've been devastated by the war. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that you say that because of my, my family's into making concrete block. And these there are these mom and pops, this is 10, 15 years ago, these mom and pop outfits <clears throat> were World War II veterans that owned these block plants around the South. So they came home, they had babies, they built homes, and some of them started making block but and think brand. about that i mean there was only one movie i know made during after world war ii that dealt with what the war did to people yeah okay and and that was what was it, the best day of our best days of our lives with yeah. ray Milland, and which has won all kinds of academy awards but uh you don't hear much from those people, mm-hmm. when they came back, the finding men who came back, they just picked up their lives and got on with it. Yeah. They, de- they dealt with it as best they could. Right. I remember my father waking up, and I'd walk out in the middle of the night you know, because I'd hear something moving yeah. in the house, and he was out sitting in the living room smoking a cigarette That's and right. drinking a cup of coffee. Well, you know, I, I, think, I think maybe the psychology, it changed their lives. Like, okay, I've faced death. I may die tomorrow. Yep. I'm going to come back and start a business. Yeah. I'm going to come back and live life to the fullest because I made it. Well, my dad went, you know, he worked out in the steel mill. Yeah. But I remember what, getting up, and it was only when I got older that I understood that he was being woke up by dreams that he was having. Right. That he saw. I mean, he talks about about Bastogne when they, when they rolled in there and they heard the crunching and they, wanted, they couldn't figure out what the noise was, and they popped the hatch of his tank, and they looked, and they, it was all the dead bodies they were rolling. Oh, man. All right. I mean, and he, he talked. To, he told me about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's other kind of things that he told me about. But he did not want to dwell on what went down in World War II. Yeah. He, he said, I saw things that no man should have to see. That's exactly what he said. Yeah. And uh, Unbelievable. East End Towing, don't forget about them. Let me give you their number again, 501-888-8849. I know I hit, I hit on them all the time, but it's important that you know somebody you can call if you find yourself in a situation you don't want to be in on the side of the road. And maybe your car broke down. It could be the trailer that you're pulling behind you broke down. Or it could be you got a camper that you're pulling and it broke down. What do you do in all those situations? You call East End Towing, uh, 501-888-8849. 8849. Uh, we, we got another break coming up, but we won't take it right right now because we got a Travis report, too. We'll get to that in just a couple of moments. All right. Dave Ellswick Show. Chris is here. Robert's here. And uh, we've been talking about what the president said last night. So tougher, toughen school security. Uh, I, I'm all about, and I hope that they have the special session coming up in July. Yeah. 
uh, or August, beginning of August, that they will deal with this and, and arm teachers. There's some estimates out there. What, Pilkington posted something on yeah, Twitter? They're million talking, bucks? They're, million yeah, bucks? They're, they're talking about it now. Yeah. They're already talking about it now. And then uh, the last thing that he said, more, and this is either number one or number two for the GOP, depending on who you talk to, more funding for mental health assistance. All right? That's the other thing. Right. You know, you got to find the crazies. Yeah, you do. No brainer on that. I think we all know that. I'm a big supporter of what are known as mental health courts. And that is when someone seemingly has a mental health issue and they're arrested for a crime, they are put in a court that specifically has the capacity to not only address the criminality, but to address the mental health issues by sending them to the proper treatment. And that's something that I've, I've been saying for a long time, we should expand upon in Arkansas. I worked on that when I worked in the U.S. Senate 20-something years ago at this point. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I, I think that we have to have more. Uh, I don't know how to put this without em, not embarrassing, but making some people feel bad, you know, when I say it. But as a country, we're a whole lot weaker now mentally uh, than we were back with these people who came out of World War II and things of that nature. Yeah, I agree. Well, cause I mean, we, 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 we because we create these. We're soft. Right. But we create this environment where everything is a is an assault. It's offensive. And, and, and you should be hurt by that. Uh, and guess what? Um, words are not assault, uh, just by way of an example. Right. So if you keep telling people that uh, normal interaction is somehow an attack on them, they're going to perceive it that way, and they're, they're going to become tender daisies. And let me tell you why, why it happened. It's because we became a welfare state. Yeah. We became a paternalistic state. Yeah. Our government has become, for many people, their mother and their father. And they, it raises them from the moment they're babies to the, to, to the time that they're adults. And what it makes them, it makes them unable to deal with life. That's that's what it does. It does. If you don't have to do it on your own, and somebody's doing it for you all the time, you become weak, and that's what has happened here in this nation. And that's why you hear the locution all the time. Well, I deserve. I'm owed. That's exactly from right. From whom? From whom? Yeah, yeah. I don't disagree with that at all. So those are the five things that the president pointed out. I think it's like shooting, you know, fish in a barrel, basically. I mean, sure, okay, these are things we should look at. Well, the first three he's talking about ain't going to do squat. No. Just tell you. And the number one thing that they want to do will not do anything either. They want to ban assault weapons. Now, here's, here's the problem of what they're talking about here. Nine-millimeter guns. The president came out with that as well, handguns. Then he came out and said, well, I don't want to go after all handguns. Uh, okay. <laughs> right. Which ones are you looking at? Okay, so nine-millimeter, which is the most popular handgun that's made. And supposedly, because it's a nine-millimeter, when you shoot somebody uh, and you shoot them in the chest, their lung comes out and hangs out on their back and we all know that that's just a bunch of bs uh in the high capacity ammo clips if you got 11 bullets instead of 10 give me a break yeah i mean give me a break it's no logical sense but for just a moment think about how many ars have been sold already i've got two all right i've got i've got a regular ar yeah 
And then I got an AK-15 that is a 12-gauge shotgun. And let me believe that that's what I will use inside my home for home protection. I'm not going to use a firearm that if I shoot, the bullet may go through the wall. Okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to use the shotgun. Plus, if it's somebody that's a criminal and they're worth their salt, uh, I'll I'll, I'll just pull my Remington out and I'll use my 12-gauge pump. Because as soon as I go, they know what that is all about. Well, police officers carry shotguns with buckshot, right? I mean, those do major damage. Great equalizer. Yeah. It is an equalizer. Definitely is. All right. We got to find out about Travs and we can come back and talk uh, further. I need to talk about something with these two guys uh, while we take a break. And then uh, we will return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Okay, so during the course of the show, we found out that uh, Stephen Davis, who was going to join us at 9 o'clock today to talk about the Travs, can't be with us because he had an emergency pop up. Mm. And Matt Smith just let me know that he is in New York City. So You got some nerve. <laughs> so I'm not going to be talking to him. So uh, Robert and Chris are going to come back at 9 o'clock, and uh, we will uh, continue on our discussion today because there's some other things that are out there that we need to talk about as well. we got some local stories that at 9 o'clock we'll get into dealing with, and the two local, big local stories are uh, what the governor had to say about gun control and uh, two which time you know what the uh, governor had to say about uh, and other elected officials what are you going to do with this extra money that you got they're thinking that the uh, surplus is going to be like 1.4 billion dollars next year we you know that your government is taxing you too much when you got over a billion dollars in the surplus now in all I got to protect them a little bit, okay? A lot of that money is uh, money that went came out during COVID. It was additional monies that the federal government sent to states, and they haven't had to use it. But now, and and there's no that it doesn't say when they got it. It didn't say you must use this for this, 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 this. It basically said use it as you need it. So uh, some of that money is going to have to be used in a, a smart way to make life better for uh, the individuals of the state. I think that the best way you can make things better is the people who have paid taxes uh, should get money back. I think that's the way it should happen. Yeah, couple that with the high, one of the highest sales taxes in the nation. With, you know, with I think cities. we're like number two, aren't we? I know yeah, in, it's in our area, in our area, we... We are definitely yeah. the highest tax. You know, when you look at Tennessee, Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas, Oklahoma, those are different yeah, those sales taxes around us. are supposed to expire, but these cities are allowed to have these special elections where less than 2,000 people vote to extend a tax. Well, they passed a, a $6 million bond in Cabot, and it was like 1% of the election. Exactly. Same thing happened in Conway. Yeah, it's crazy. I, who can be against a, a, a you know a water park, right? But not, not a lot of people. That's Cabot. Yeah, yeah, Cabot, they, they used a lot, they're using a lot of that money. For they're going to build, well, they already built a water park. Uh-huh. Now they're going to build a wave pool. Oh, man. Because God help us that we have to drive to Magic Springs yeah. to go to the wave pool. Think about that for a moment. Yeah, well, it's a. I mean, I, you, you know, it's it's good to have parks, and it's good to have some of that stuff for community and the and 
but man, hey, to pass these sales taxes. Let me put it this way: if a water park is what people wanted and they wanted to use it, somebody would have built it to make money. That's right. Private investment. Now that doesn't mean that the city still wouldn't have built a, a water park. Look at all. Look, they built a a place for you to go to work out at. They built a gym with a walking track and basketball courts and and a pool and and all kinds of weightlifting equipment and about four different uh, facilities. That that's what they did. They didn't have pool, but they had everything else. Yeah. And suddenly they're out of business because exactly. they can't compete right. with the government on how, you know, they don't have to go out and, and raise money from subscribers, basically. They can get the money We've talked, from you Rob, out I've of your taxes. Government and in getting into private business stuff, like the government's a landlord. Government buys buildings and rents to the public. Oh, wait, yeah. wait a minute. Is that what the government was set nope. up for? Nope. What Absolutely the, not. Yeah. And so, and then another thing that fires me up is we're talking about, oh, well, the government needs a savings account. Say what? Oh, people brought that up. I'm like, what do you mean the government needs a savings account, a rainy day fund? Come on. That stuff is, it means you're getting taxed way too much to even, even discuss you know, it that. It gives them the opportunity to say we have to have higher taxes because we've got to be able to put money into the rainy day fund. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a, a big thing they want to do. Now, see, they're going to be dealing with that. We're going to talk about that at 9 o'clock. We'll get, we'll get into all of that with you. And uh, that's why you listen to the show. We bring all this kind of stuff up, and they're going to be having a special session. I don't know whether it's going to be in June, uh, whether it's going to be in July, or the beginning of August. The governor is keeping his cards close to his vest, so to speak, on that. So, The uh, governor. And this is what, what I mean by that when I say close to his vest. He's lining up his chickens. Yeah. He's getting everything lined up so that when he pushes something, he'll have the necessary people behind him that he has a good chance of getting it done. Right. That's, oh, yeah. They, that's they, that's so the, they way call the, governor that's the way it's done. And the president. They call him the chief legislator, right? Yeah. When actually he's in the executive branch. That's correct. The chief legislator. Wait a minute. Who's passing the laws? The legislative branch or the executive branch? Yeah, well, we're going to have to see. I mean, we, we've cut some taxes. I, I, I'm hoping... And it would seem with all the money we tend to be taxing people for that we could get rid of the income tax in yeah, this it's state. Not a, it's not enough, Dave. And yeah. you tack on all these special little fees. And we need to get rid of a lot of government. Oh, yeah. We need to be cutting government. I'll never forget Charlie Collins. On Charlie's a good friend of mine. And Charlie is a very smart man. But he still has a propensity to like big government. I mean, and a lot of Republicans do. A lot of, yeah. You know, it gives them, for for the most part, it gives them the opportunity to go back when they run for re-election. They've got, you know, they got, uh, you know, clicking and and grips that they've done where they're holding hand in a checkout to somebody and gripping their hand and shaking it, and yeah. they get a picture in the paper or on oh, their yeah. website showing what they're doing for their for their area, and then they, they do that, and then. I came up to Charlie, and he asked me one day, because I'd been talking about we had too much government, and he made he says, well, let me ask you, Dave, how much, if you were governor, what would you do? I said, my first order of business would be to tell every department to cut their spending by 10%. That's right. And you would have thought... <laughs> 
that I said we should drop an atomic bomb on Little Rock. You got to couple it right. Limit your spending with lower taxes. Oh, he had a, he had a, he had apoplexy. Did he really? Yeah, he really, he really <laughs> seriously. I loved, loved Charlie, but he was freaking out, totally freaking out over that. No kidding. We can't cut it by that. Couldn't even cut it by five percent. Yes, you can. Yeah. Just make make the demand and watch what happens, and don't let them don't let them screw with you and say, well, we're going to have to cut all these people's jobs or whatever. Uh uh-uh. uh don't do that. Don't do that. They do that in the federal. Yeah. You know, they say cut the park department money back by such and such. And what they'll do is they'll cut park rangers. You don't have to do that. We'll talk about it at 9 o'clock. All right. All right. Because this is something they use on the state level and they use it on the federal level. And we'll talk all about it. Be back at 9 o'clock for that for the final hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. In fact, Chris Corbett, the time that I got a piece of steak caught in my throat, had to go down and go to the hospital and get taken out, was at the Waffle House that we went and had breakfast It was at. so scary. Yeah. I had bre- I was had, it a piece of waffle? I oh, it steak, was the T-bone. Steak and eggs. Oh, is that a piece of gristle? Yeah. It was a piece of, <laughs> it was a piece of meat. Apparently, Waffle House s- sells the most T-bones in the nation. If you want to call those T-bones. Yeah, it's pretty thin, isn't it? <laughs> I'm it's sorry. pretty thin. I'm sorry. But anyway. Stick with the waffle. And they're probably Australian T-bones at, at that. Just, yeah. You know, they used to make fun about Australian beef, you know, for years. I didn't Is it know supposed that. to be lousy beef or something? It was it kangaroo? It just wasn't good. Oh, it's not it good. Was not, it's not like an American steak. They have great lamb, you know. Or well, is it yeah, New Zealand has great lamb. New Zealand yeah. does because they, they raise so many lambs. Yeah. Uh, in fact... Uh, they are worried in New Zealand, this was several years ago, about uh, sheep flatulence because it was, dis- ser- I'm not making this up, destroying the ozone layer. Oh, come on. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes we worry about the same thing here on the Dave Ellswick Show on 101.1. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Too much hot air in here. Yeah, no, well, they're not passing hot air. Well, it might be. Those- I've, never, I've never taken... The uh, temperature of a sheep fart. But, uh, you know, I'm just saying. It, could, yeah. I was picturing it might those, be hot air. Those funny no looking idea. cows in New Zealand with the long hair. Oh, yeah. When you were talking about the beef. Yeah. Yeah. I, New Zealand's a strange country. And so is Australia, for that matter. Yeah, it used to be that Australia was a lot like America. When I was stationed on Guam in the Air Force, the RAF uh, detachment that was there. I used to play cricket with them. Uh, they oh, were the, nice. they're the ones that introduced me to Foster's beer in the beer, you know, the big old oil can that oh, yeah. Foster's. You need a six in. pack of those. Yeah, and uh, we we used to you know do a lot of things. This is when I was single, and they wanted me to take a hop with them because they they flew C one thirties all the time back and forth. And I never did. And to this day, it is my biggest regret that I never went down there. And they told me. 
Dave, you got to go. And this is why they said I needed to go. Australian men teach their, treated their women like garbage. That's what, I mean, the guy said it. For real? Yeah. He said they love American men because you would spend money on them. He says, if you will go with us, I will guarantee you, you will be covered up in women. <laughs> nice. That's what he said. I never found out. Never went. Should have oh, gone. man. Should have gone. I had a buddy that went down there, and for whatever reason, I think he saw too many Qantas uh, commercials, he went up and grabbed a koala bear. And uh, it tore his chest up, ripped him up. He no took, kidding. Yeah, 92 stitches. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it tore him up. A koala bear? Yeah. Oh, yes. Wow. You know, they're, they, they are not a domesticated animal. Oh, they look so... They're gen- not a teddy they bear. They look so genteel. You know, that's what our teddy bear is based on. <laughs> yeah. But it's, <laughs> they weren't teddy bears. All right. Just not the way it was. All right, so let's get to the two topics that we were going to talk about. I sent you guys a couple of stories. Uh, both uh, one was from THV, and I I want to start off talking about THV story because of how they worded the story. I think that you need to be uh, aware of how they they did this. I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, we talk about ABC, NBC, CBS having their own uh, way of uh, dealing with um, putting sh- your, their own thoughts in the things, right? Uh-huh. Doing all that. It's uh, called an opinion columnist versus a reporter. Yeah. Right? And that, and that that's what happened uh, in this instance. I, I sent you guys a story, and I didn't read the lead-in to it. Uh, but then I saw it too when I, I pulled it up, and I, I'm having problems well, getting um, you guys to I, I, mean, I saw THV post something on Twitter the other day, and they literally said that posting armed guards or arming people at schools is not feasible, like it won't work. They posted that and then said, yeah, and it won't work. And I, They're forgetting about this study that the governor put together okay. through nine wait, wait, you need a you need a study for common sense yeah exactly okay. so here, oh, wait, here, here's how this story started you, it? you got it this is talking about the governor uh not considering gun reform okay quoting it the first paragraph arkansas's governor said he will not consider any gun reform legislation okay that would have been the way to lead into the period story, right but then it goes on to say i'm going to read it now in its entirety Arkansas's governor said he will not consider any gun reform legislation after the United States has seen several deadly mass shootings in the last month. They are basically saying, well, why isn't the governor thinking about gun control? We've had these mass shootings. They just said, this is how we feel about all of this. Mm -hmm. And that's a lead-in to make you think in a certain way. I'm sorry. And over at THV, they should go back and change that. The editor, the the, the news director, should never allow that to go out no. on their uh, their website. The, the 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 story they had the other day was just patently false. That you can't put armed guards outside of a, a school. How is that yeah, a false? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Like they said, it wouldn't work. I was like, how is that? Why not? 
Now, I, I called him out on it. I didn't get any response. But is T- it, THV 11 dig, Digital. Yep. This is what was on the digital site. Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson said clearly that he will not consider any gun reform laws if he calls a special session following several deadly mass shootings in the United States. Exactly the same thing again. You know, I, I'm just I'm just warning you. If you think it's that coming. because they're here in Little Rock that they're at least moderate, you're wrong. That's a lefty kind of lead into a story, and that's what you got. So, THV, if you don't like it, if the shoe fits, wear it. Just all I got to say about it. Hutchinson held a pen and pad press conference uh, yesterday with reporters to discuss several issues, including school safety and mental health issues. If they would have just left out the part following several deadly mass shootings in the United States, maybe the governor had been thinking about doing this before the mass shootings. I know they've been talking about in the legislature about how to harden school targets. I don't think that they can do it enough because I told you I, I, I did, I've been surprised that one of these crazies hasn't opened up on a, on a on school buses yet. Yeah, it's a uh, what they it, the kind of tragedy like that emboldens and inspires these wackos elsewhere to try it, and they see a story like that and say, "Oh, I can do that too." But they're you know they're mentally ill. I mean, imagine the capacity. Of a person to go in and shoot kids unarmed. I mean, it's. I mean, it's. That is it's so unfathomable. E- that is so evil. Yeah, it's almost beyond comprehension. It is. Now you get into the third paragraph. He says, he said he planned to address safety in schools even before the shooting in Uvalde, where 19 students and two teachers were killed by a gunman in an elementary school. So he'd been thinking about this all all along. The way they led into the story is as if. This is the reason he's doing this, because of the mass shootings. And it's not true. It wasn't true. What can I say? Yeah. Well, at first, the governor came out and said, it has to be part of the conversation. Gun reforms and the build, restricting the ability to access to AR-15s, whatever that means, right? Whatever yeah. an assault rifle means, right? I think they're all assault weapons are they not however um, well you got to ask adolf hitler yeah what did he think an assault weapon was because he's the one who coined the phrase well and then and then he's flip-flopping on it i i don't know where you can't be squishy on this the second amendment literally says the words shall not be infringed now i hear people make this argument because i want to hear from the other side right yeah well an 18 year old can't buy beer why can he buy? But he can serve in the military. Exactly. But the, so when it, you go on military base, he can buy three two beer. That's right. And but <laughs> you know, well, the, also there's no constitutional right to buy beer. Bam. That's true. There's no shall the right to bear alcohol shall not be infringed. Mm. Oh wait a minute, is that what it says? No, that's not what it says. The right to drink beer yeah. shall not be infringed. So it's like, <laughs> hey guys, I'd kind of like that in Yeah, it'd be great, right? <laughs> There's a reason it's number one and number two. And Rob and I talk about this. The right to free speech. If they don't like what you're saying. They're going to try to shut you up. And how are they going to shut you up? They're going to arrive with some jackbooted thugs with some guns. Yeah. They do that a lot. They do that in China. They do it in these other communist and socialist countries that they don't have guns. And if you don't think they will do it here, they have done it here. I take you up to Sandy Hook. 
uh, up, no, not Sandy Hook. I could take you up to to uh, the the mountains of uh, was it Wyoming or Idaho? I guess it was. Uh, where the guy was up there, and they set him up with a sawed-off shotgun, and then they went after him, and they killed his wife. And they Ruby killed, Ridge. Ruby Ridge. Yeah. And, you know? Yeah. I, I had him on my show Did several you really? times. He, no was, he used to live in Iowa Park, Texas. Really? Which is just south of uh, Wichita Falls. And then all you got to do is look at, uh, go down to Waco. Yeah. I mean, what they did there. Thank you to the... DOJ for that. Oh, yeah. I think it was the AG. Who was that? Who I was, think it was the AG. That was the AG. The yeah, the Attorney General. What yeah, was, what was the Attorney name? General's name? Reno. Reno. Reno, yeah. Reno. Janet Reno. Reno. Right. It's, I've seen so much Disaster. BS that I sometimes forget their names. All right. Pat Davis wants you to know he can save you money on health insurance, 30 to 50%. No more co-pays. No more, more huge deductibles. Doesn't matter who your provider is. All you have to do is call him, and he'll walk you through this. 501-605-6935 or visit him online, yourhealthplanman.com. And remember, Pat will join me Thursday of next week to talk about this uh, and take your phone calls about it as well. That's uh, 501-605-6935. Pat Davis, save yourself some money. So let's remember that the governor in 2018 uh, put together a commission that he created to look at the issue. Recommended more. They recommended more counseling, improved physical security, and, and in quote, quote marks, increasing the number of armed presence, unquote. He uh, has asked the commission to reconvene and recommend further changes for schools. Okay, with that said, let me just suggest that you don't need a commission. Mr. Governor, you don't need a commission. Here is what I suggest you do. Have the state police drive you, because I know they won't let you drive yourself, drive you down to Lake Hamilton School District. And they've had concealed carry with some of their teachers since before Columbine. If you remember a few years ago, uh, Bruce Westerman, Congressman Bruce Westerman, brought Jeff Sessions uh, down to Hot Springs, and he went to Lake Hamilton to hear from them about how they did their program. All right, so we got feds coming in to find out, but we, for some reason, are not just having somebody do it here in the state. What are they doing, and why can't we just replicate that? Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. But instead, we got to put together a commission. So, I well, guess. he had the commission, and the commission said that you put more armed people uh, at the schools. So let's follow that. That has never happened. We have not increased in any significant way the number, the armed presence at our K through twelve. So let's do it. Yeah, let's get it done. And we do it with with uh, uniform police and with teachers carrying concealed. Uh, and we should amend the law so that we don't have to rely on some leftist superintendent's approval to do so. This is up to state government. This is where state reps and state senators and the governor uh, do what they're supposed to be doing, not passing the buck, but making that decision on behalf of the people of Arkansas. So bottom line is this. The governor did say this. Whenever you look at the other issues that have come up because of gun control, 
that you and you speak about these and that is access to firearms in our society that's not going to change no matter what law we pass one you got the second amendment you got people that believe in it people who will fight to uh, keep that that right uh, you have legislators that will fight for that as well. You've got other legislators that won't. You have other legislators who believe that the Second Amendment needs to be gotten rid of. Good luck on that. And, uh, and other things. Because understand how many guns there, is, there are in America right now. The Japanese back in World War II did not invade the United States after Pearl Harbor because they knew that, as they put it, Americans had a gun behind every blade of grass. That's exactly what they said, Dave. That's exactly what they said. Uh, they, didn't, and, they didn't come on. Yeah, and, and you, so they think there's this new wave of thinking. They know better than our founding fathers did. There was a quote by this guy on Twitter. He, literally, he came over from India. He did well. He's a multimillionaire, has an entrepreneur, started these companies up, but he's got this leftist thinking coming out of California, and he quotes... We need to take all the guns away. Yeah. Well, when you look at the history of this guy, his dad, he was born, this guy was born in India, and they moved, they migrated from India to the United States when he was four years old. And his dad, well remembered, in 1907, when the British government confiscated all the guns in India, in this certain portion of India, Bucharest or something uh-huh. like that. That's what the government does. Why is the government going to take away all your guns? So literally, it's, it's quoted. They control you. Yeah. So you couldn't use them against British troops, right? That's not going to happen in America. No. No. Ever. We know about using guns against British troops. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. That was my point, Dave. You nailed it, right? We, we, we know about that. freedom right. from the Brits. Yeah. And I don't care what they have to say about our gun control Which measures. brings up an aside. I got I to gotta, I gotta chase a rabbit for do a minute. Do it. Let's do it. Why do I care about the Queen's platinum anniversary? I'm not a British subject any longer. Yeah. I mean, it's nice that she's been there for 70 you years. You were. You're old enough that you actually were. I guess right? so, yeah. But <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I'll say it, Dave. I, I, I get up in the morning, and I typically watch that yeah. show that precedes Fox and Friends. It's like Fox and Friends preschool or something. And I watch it, and they didn't have it on the last two days. They've been following the celebration yeah. over Britain. Yeah. I couldn't care less. Neither. I don't care about England, and I don't care about the Queen. What's funny is their little policemen carry around the little billy clubs with the funny-looking hat. Yeah. They don't have weapons over the there. The Bobbies. Yeah, the Bobbies. That's right. Yeah, the Bobbies. Send the Bobbies. How do you think the Bobbies would do on the streets of America? <laughs> Yeah. By the way, they don't do so well on the streets in England. No, they don't, no, they don't no, even they don't do. They engage. don't even do well when they take on a guy's got a knife. You remember that no show? Them running away from him. Oh gosh! Yeah. So, Are you serious? Yeah, that was oh, a couple of years man. back. Well, now couple that with the fact, Dave, that this Trudeau guy up in Canada, oh, this man. little place up north of us, yeah. he's going to confiscate all the guns. Yeah, well, I want to see that happen. Yeah, can we watch them as an experiment? Yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting. How's that going to work out for you, Canada? I'm waiting for the first mounted police to walk up on a yeah. on a porch and get met looking down the barrels of a twenty gauge. <laughs> the Mounties, yeah. What are those yeah. celebrated Canadian warriors? The Mounties and yeah. the red uniforms. The, yeah, the guys that they made a cartoon about called Dudley Do Right. That's Dudley. Oh, that's forgotten. Well, anyway, about that. I just no. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. I'm. It's just ridiculous. Trudeau's ridiculous, and it ain't going to work. I bet you. It, I bet you it doesn't work. 
They're no. going to have. I bet you they have another mass shooting within the next two years. Because yeah. everybody, unfortunately, it's they're tragic, the same way yeah, as maybe. we are. Yeah. People got guns up there yeah, already. They do. You when, know, you when can I was tell them campaigning. Give them to us. Uh, some woman said, you know, Americans have more guns than there are Americans, right? And that's true, right? Yeah. There are 350, roughly, million that's Americans, right, 350 million. there's You're more on. than 350 million guns. I said, oh, how many cars uh, uh, does your family own? And she goes, well, we got two. I said, said well, why? Yeah, why? Well, you know, because it's it's useful. You know, if my husband wants to go somewhere, and I oh, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? I will tell you, I've got a buddy. Now, I have several firearms. Yes. I'll be very honest with people. But he has a pistol in every room of his house because he wants easy access yeah. to be able to get to it. You don't know if somebody's going to bust in your door and you're not going to be you know, in the crapper somewhere. That's right. So he can reach a gun there. Man, they've got some cool it. stuff, too, like comes out of a shelf yeah. or slides behind a flag. Well, Billy Pennington who is here in in uh, Little Rock uh has a business and you know he sells the the zap guns and he he sells the pepper spray and all that stuff yeah. but he also sells he's got like a a nice uh put it up on the mantle of your fireplace clock and you pull it open and you got your firearm in it nice how to conceal it he does that yes you can find Billy Pennington on your Google website you can go and check it out. You should you should check it out. In fact, I should get Billy on. All right, he's a good guy. He's <laughs> he'd go to gun shows and do his those. He had he was the one that had the uh, the zap knuckles. Have you ever seen those? Oh, I've seen those. Those okay. are cool. He <laughs> he would show up to sell those, and people would actually take them and have somebody wear them and zap them. Oh no, kidding? Yeah, yeah, knock them out. I mean, boom, down. They, 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 they pack a punch, folks. I don't know if he does it anymore, but I know he used to. But Billy, Billy is a friend of the show, and he's a good, good American. And uh, he had a guy that worked with him, and I said, and he was like, he was like, what, Audie Murphy. I mean, he was hardcore to protect the United States. All right, Audie Murphy. How do you know Audie Murphy? You I read his know, books. I didn't know him. I've read. I watched yes. his movies. All right, we'll take a break. From from here, not to here, to hell and back. That was the name of the movie about him. Yeah. Watch it. Back with you. We're going to continue. Now, let's move away from guns, okay? Let's move in to money. Let's do it. Money makes the world go round is what they say. What movie was that from? It's what uh, the Chamber Cabaret. of Commerce thinks. Cabaret. That's a yeah. song that they sang in Cabaret. But it, it, it's true. If, if you I thought want, that was Fat Bottom Girls. If you want to know, <laughs> know what's going on, uh, follow the money. Oh, yeah. I was taught that early on in my, my uh, news writing career. We got a lot career. to follow here in Arkansas. Yes. We got $1.47 billion yeah, with a B. Yeah, there you got it. What are we going to do? It? We're rich. Rob, we're you know rich. what we should do? We should make a lottery out of it, and everybody gets a ticket for free. And then whoever wins, instead of giving it back to everybody, and whoever wins, the one guy gets one and a half billion dollars. What do you think? Wow. Let's do it. There'd be a lot of people getting their ticket. Exactly. That much. But, and here's the aside that I would put in. The only way you get a ticket is if you paid taxes. There you go. If you are just a consumer of tax money, 
you don't get a ticket. You've already got your money. You got yeah. your free ticket already. Yeah. Well, there's just a blurb came out. Biden just uh, extinguished $5 billion in student loan debt. Yep. Poof. Gone. Yeah, we the don't question even know. is, does he have the right to do that? Yeah, and we don't even know if these, these folks that he helped out are actually paying taxes, right? Yeah. Uh, my, I had the best response. If you want your student loan debt wiped out, go sign up for the military. I, How about no, that? I think option? that if you want your student debt wiped out, go to work. Yeah, well, that too. I mean, well, that too. <laughs> you know, uh, people take on debt all the time. Yes, they uh, do. People go to college Houses, and they take cars. on student debt. Right. And, but if you don't go to college and decide to be a pipe fitter, an electrician, a plumber, uh, you take on debt. You buy a truck. You buy a home for your family. Uh, you take on a mortgage. You take on a car loan. Uh, so why is not Biden suggesting that we do away with that debt? You know why? Because extinguishing only higher education debt is elitist. And this is an elitist, is elitist program. Yeah. And the leftists don't even understand half the time how elitist they really are. Uh, I call an electrician. I call a plumber. And they do good work for me. And they're entitled to the same, same, same consideration that the family that sends their kids to go study basket weaving uh, is. Now, I went to college. Uh, Chris, Chris has more degrees than a thermometer. <laughs> so um, uh, I certainly am not opposed to higher education. I teach in higher education. I took student loans for higher education. But the notion that we would well, indiscriminately know, forgive those loans alone is ridiculous. The way you took a student loan and the way yeah, I took it was, took private, a, was right. a private loan that's from right. a bank. That's correct. Not from the government. The government right. should get the hell out right. of that right. industry. Right. You should have to go to a bank. Dave, I still have student loans. I'm still paying on my student loans. And I would not be considered for any kind of student loan forgiveness because it's with a private bank. That's exactly right. I owe it, and it's not going to be forgiven. No. So, But I worked it right. It's in a 30-year note. The interest rate is 1.8%. Yeah, mine was really so low, too. And got, here was the other thing. Yeah. I got – mine had a caveat that – I got to go to work for three years before I had to start paying it back. They yeah, knew that neat. I couldn't yeah. take a – I could walk out of college and just start paying it back. Right. I wasn't going to have any money. I had spent it to go to college. Yeah. And they and look, I didn't get my degree because I was six hours short. I went back and checked that. I thought I was nine. I was only six. And here's the reason why. I came in. They said, Mr. Ellswick, you can't get your diploma. I said, Why? You're six hours short. And I said, what do I miss? It is it two core classes. No. Now, I had already taken every writing course for, for journalism and radio and TV. And I hadn't taken a beginning writing course. Okay. And no one ever told you until the end? No, they didn't, they didn't tell me until I sat down and we were figuring out. But here's what they wanted me to do, Ron. They wanted me to come back and take a beginning writer's course after I'd taken every other writing course under the sun. Dave, you need an honorary degree. We need to get we need a we need a campaign on this. Get Dave I mean, an honorary I, degree. The other one was that I had to have uh, I had to take um, a beginning math course, you know, prove I guess I could do fractions or something. And I wouldn't do that either cuz I I had taken you know, all kinds of uh, courses dealing in math because I was a philosophy minor. And with logic, you got to do all kinds of mathematical equations and stuff. So I looked at him and said, look, I'm not going to pay you people more money just so you can give me a piece of paper. Stuff mm, it. That's good for you. And I walked. Yeah. I wasn't going back to the steel mill again. 
for nothing. No way. I mean, if there was a reason for it, I could understand I'd go work in the steel mill. That's how I made my way through college, uh, along with a couple of small loans, not big loans, small loans. Right. And uh, gosh, I just couldn't believe that. And now I write to the, the school I went to, yeah. and I said, will you give me those two classes because of the time I served in the military because nice. I was in radio and television? You know what their answer was? We don't do that. Really? But you tried. Yeah, I tried. Well, good for you. I kind of like to get that parchment up there. I'd yeah. be the only one in my my family that had a, a degree from university. Nice. My initial family, my mom, my dad, my other two brothers. Right. I'm the one that went through school. I went on to graduate school. They forgave it. I went, really? I I went to it. seminary. Uh, and they allowed me to come into seminary nice. because they understood how stupid that rule was. Yeah. So anyway, what can I say? If you're if you're if you're borrowing hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to school, I wonder if you got enough smarts to be in school. Well, if you're if you're I'm spending just if you're spending two hundred thousand dollars at a liberal arts <clears throat> school and you get a history degree. You're going to come out and make thirty five thousand a year. Yeah, Let's, maybe yeah, I mean, it's an investment, right? So you got to think about: it. is that what I need to be doing? That's not the way they looked at it. Yeah, well, that's it's not a, the way. Okay, yeah. here's with all key tax categories showing year over year gains through eleven months of Arkansas's fiscal year. State officials project a fiscal year in budget surplus of one billion four hundred and seventy three million dollars. According to yesterday's revenue report from the Arkansas Department of Finance and Administration, now that's that's over and above how much they're spending right. for all the programs they got going on here in the state. If we were to cut the car tax, the um, the the used car sales tax, because of course, if you buy a used car, their sales tax already paid on it when someone bought it new. They had the numbers on that, didn't they? 300 million. Yeah. Three or 350. Doesn't matter. It's well yeah. below that. It's a, a quarter of that. $300 million. So you could eliminate the used car tax entirely. Then the other tax that we should eliminate is the property tax over, used, over cars. Yeah. Clinton put that in place. There's oh. only a, a handful of states that tax your personal property of cars. And we're one of them. We are... 8.5% up year-to-date revenue. The fiscal year-to-date revenue is $7.876 billion, up 8.5% compared with the same period in 2021, and up 0.1% above a forecast that was revised May 18th. That was during the pandemic. What's it going to be like now after the pandemic. That's right. After well, it's just crept up on us. They got ta- you're taxed here. I, I was telling someone the other day, you are taxed from the moment you wake up. I'm taxed. You get up, you grab your toothbrush, you pay taxes on that. You turn on your water, you're paying taxes on those utilities. You use you your on, cell phone. Boom. You're paying taxes on the cell phone. Taxes upon taxes. You're, you turn your light on, you're paying taxes on that utility. I mean, you uh, before I even made it to the toilet... 
I'm taxed to death. And then when you flush, you're going to be taxed on that. <laughs> I mean, you paid taxes on your bed. You paid taxes on the foundation. You yeah. paid taxes on the roof. I, Not only are you paying taxes on your home, you're going to continue to pay taxes on your home till the day you get rid of the home. That's right. That's right. Isn't, doesn't so, that drive you crazy, Robert, yeah. that you cannot... Yeah, you don't really own, own your you property. You don't own your home. Don't kid yourself. You don't own your home. Try not government owns your home. Why? Because you're paying rent to the government. What do they call it? They call it, oh, that's that's real estate taxes. Real estate taxes? That's rent. I'm paying rent to the government because the government tell me that I don't own my property. Because if you don't pay it, we can't keep the schools open. But not only that, you don't pay it. They take it away. Yeah. You don't pay $3,000 in taxes. Somebody else. They take your $150,000 home yeah. away. That's a government. I would get and these. then they don't want you to have guns? Yeah. Oh, good luck with that. You know, during the campaign, I'd get these questions. So you're against the income tax. Yeah. Well, how are you going to replace it? We're not going to replace it. We're going to yeah, spend less. Guys, hey, you have got to be. Let me let me chime a favorite GOP term. And yeah. I. this is where I separate big time. Revenue neutral. Yeah, man. If it's, you're going to cut taxes here, you must raise taxes somewhere else. Like, quit then it. You're not cutting quit any it. taxes. Quit it. Right? You're, just, you're shifting taxes. All you did is move the money from your left pocket to right. your right. Right. You're shifting taxes. Yeah. And, and, then, and then people are, I mean, people are not understanding the basic economics of this inflation. My dollar sitting here on the table. Is going okay? less. Yeah. And a dollar a month from now, I can buy less. With the dollar a month from now. Well, think about what it this way. Mean? Think about it this what way. What do you mean? I, can buy I, I didn't get a pay raise in, in several years. Yeah. And I just filled up my truck. It cost $100. Mm-hmm. It used to cost 50 or 55 Yeah. yeah. $100. I figured $100. Out. I figured out with the price increase in gas, I'll be paying $3,000 more this year for just gas alone. Yeah. And let me tell you, that three grand you're spending, Dave... You've already paid forty yeah. percent, so you're really going to have to go. Yeah. You're going to have to almost go six grand. make four thousand dollars. Yes. What four thousand? Almost six. For, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. My Man, favorite, my favorite political cartoon that yeah. I have seen uh, is the one that has you know Biden sitting at the the presidential desk, and it says the eighty-seven cents stops here. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, people got to get their all their minds around this this what it's inflation and people. It's not mind boggling, y'all. You increase the supply of money, your money's worth less. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. All right. Got to get our final break in. Let's do that. Don't forget that if you're out on the road, you need a tow. Go to East End Towing. Give them a call. 501-888-8849. That's 501-888. 8849. I don't know if you know this or not. If you break down on the highway and the state trooper shows up and they got to tow your car, they're going to call somebody that is in line. Tow companies get in line, basically, to, to get your business, unless you decide to call a tow company of your choice. I suggest you keep that number in your cell phone and you call East End Towing because they'll listen to you and you tell them, you know, I need to take this to Joe's Garage. That's where I take mine. And they would uh, tow it over to Joe's Garage. You don't have to you know, worry about it going to somebody you don't want it to go to or worse than yet, end up in the impound lot. That is what you want to avoid, and you can do so with East End Towing. All right, motor vehicle sales tax was down 10.8% 
from a spike in vehicle sales and collections last May. What a big surprise. There's no new cars on the uh, lots. That's the reason it's down Dave, 10%. all you have to do is go and look at some of the car lots. They're empty. Yeah. I mean, they just don't have the supply. And the price of used cars is it's crazy. It's up 10, 30, 10 20, 30% for some brands of used cars. As a matter of fact, I, this is a fact that uh, these leases that people you, know, you lease a car for three years and you can buy it out for so much money, you can actually sell those cars for more money in the buyout. than you the buyout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is not normally the case. Right, right. So folks are there's actually companies out there now willing to buy your car because they turn around and flip it. But yeah. They'll take like they'll you can assign your contract and look they'll at buy all your look house. at all the big billboards you yeah. see. We'll buy your car, yeah, because they're going to sell it for more than they buy it from you. That's car. right. That's just uh, that's the way it is right now because of the supply chain problems that we've got out there. Thank hey, you, Buterich. There's something serious coming down the pipe. I don't know if it's true or not. There's a problem with the supply of popcorn. Have you heard this story? You're not, you may not be able to get popcorn. This is getting serious, Dave. If I can't get my popcorn, somebody's going to get hurt. I met a gentleman over at Twin Peaks uh, yeah. a couple weeks back, and we, we just struck up a conversation. I was over there. Ed Monk and I were having lunch over there. That's the, the library, right? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, depends on what you read and whether you read or you do Braille. One or the other. Anyway, bottom line, bottom line, I was talking to this guy, and he's from Indiana as well, nice. uh, over by Elkhart. I know exactly where he was from. And uh, he says, hey, Dave, he says, uh, find me. I mean, he says, I eat here almost every day for lunch. Come in here and uh, see me in, in a few weeks because I got a buddy that's sending me, and I forget how many ears of sweet corn he's sending from Indiana. And I told him, dude. Save me at least three dozen ears. Nice. Have you ever had Indiana sweet corn? Oh, is it good? Oh, it's the little tiny white nugget. It's like eating sugar. Oh, yeah. I love corn. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. You cook that and butter it up and eat. Oh, (laughs) that's heaven, man. So I'm going to. Is it better than Esau's corn? I like I got. I'm. I'm, I've got a pre-order for Esau's. Yeah, Esau's good too, though. Yeah. I mean, if if you can't get the real thing, it's close. All right, it's close to the real thing. I've heard they pick that corn at two a.m. in the morning. I don't they know chop about it down that. All I all I know is that I grew up on sweet corn like that, yeah. and I love. Apparently, some during sweet the day, corn. the corn loses its moisture, but during the night, it sucks the moisture up yeah, and it's stored in the plump. cob. Right, it gets all plump. And you chop it <laughs> and keep it in the corn. Yeah, cob. I'm not talking now. I'll <laughs> eat. I will eat horse corn sometimes if I don't can't get corn on the cob any other way i'll eat horse corn and if you don't know what that is that's the big kernel corn that you see a lot of times at walmart and stuff like that but man if you can get your hands on some real indiana sweet corn doggy it's <laughs> I need good. Some now. It's just, uh, <laughs> i try i drive you crazy with food, i love corn I? man i drive you crazy with with corn. anyway just let you know if, when this special session comes up, a couple things you're going to want to wa- wa- watch for. We've already covered both of them. One, what are they going to do about g- gun restrictions? Right. How are they going to approach it? I would start talking to your state legislator on the House side and on the on the uh, Senate side now. Find out where they stand. Like, for instance, if you're over in Lone Oak, Ricky Hill, call your state senator. 
He's a good guy. I yeah. know Ricky. And ask him what he's going to do. And then ask him, hey, how about returning some of that money instead of just spending all of that yeah. money that's in, uh, in the savings? If they got big, big savings going on, it means they taxed you too much. Right. That's By definition. Simple. By definition. The government is not a household. The government doesn't stock up your money. Well, now they do is the problem, and they shouldn't be doing it. So we are overtaxed at every level, local, county, state, and federal. Enough is enough. Well, well we got to buy No, we don't. If the sentence starts, we got to, the answer is no, we don't. One of the things that I have heard from most of the legislators that I talk to, and uh, I've talked to a few House members. I, I specifically talk a lot to the senators because they wield more power. Yeah. All right. So I talk to Three them. Three times the power. That I am hearing from them that they've met with Sarah because, look, it will be a bigger upset of, you know, than Dewey was against Truman if Sarah loses. I saw that newspaper. He won. Yeah. But the bottom line is that uh, she's going to push for abolishing the income tax and and get it underway and we instead of and i I'm, i don't want to see this one percent stuff there's no reason why we can't cut it by three or four percent pretty fast but you're going and she she understands you got to cut spending too and that is the key if they'll do both of those things we can get to where we want to get Probably four times as fast is it if we leave things the way. Chris, they are. what was it? Wasn't it a state agency that at one point had more cars than it had employees? It was Game and Fish. Yeah, yeah. Game and Fish. Yeah. Oh, we love the Game and Fish. Like, we went to court against Game and Fish, and they said, "No, we didn't tell. We didn't do anything against Chris Corbett. The law says that you're not allowed to do anything negative towards someone uh, who brings a gun in because he has an enhanced concealer. We didn't." I said you kicked him out of the uh, out of the range house out at Mayflower, right? Uh, out at Mayflower, and uh, so I asked them in court. I said, "If he comes back, you gonna let him in? You gonna ban him from the from the gun range? Crickets. That's what we heard. Yeah. Crickets. Yeah. So we appealing that too. Why? Because some leftist judge here in Little Rock, yeah. meaning any judge in Little Rock, yeah. uh, issued <laughs> an opinion. You know what the opinion was? Nothing. His opinion was, game and fish, win. Nothing. Wait, yeah. Wait, yeah. Why? It was all, no reason. All word salad. No. Oh, no, no, word salad. Like no salad words. at all, huh? No uh-huh. salad. It was an empty bowl. Yeah. An empty bowl <laughs> like the empty brains of the leftist judges in Pulaski County. <laughs> That's exactly what we got. Oh, uh, by the way, I wanted yeah. to mention uh, the governor got served yesterday on our free speech lawsuit. Yes, sir. On you cam- served. Campaign signs oh, in yeah. your car. No, on your car. On the Capitol grounds. Yeah. On your car. Yeah, uh, bigger than uh, a foot by a foot. A it can 12. be 11 inches by 11 inches, but it can't be 13 inches by 13 inches. Yeah, and that, that, now they, I, I anticipate they may come back since Rob and I are no longer candidates, right? Uh, that they may say something. But I contacted Eddie Jones, the one that's actually suffering under this. He said I would gladly be a plaintiff for you. All right, good. So I said, okay. You got to, you got to do it, and you got to follow through with it. That's the key. On That's what we do. I I I uh, made a FOIA request to the city of Little Rock, and they delayed, delayed, delayed. 
And I sent them an email the other day. I said, okay, folks, here's, uh, here's the whole history because yeah. it's just a series of emails, right? It's all connected. Um, so if you don't give me this stuff by tomorrow, I'm filing suit. No, there's no discussion. I'm just – I'm being polite. I'm letting you know. Yeah. I got the material. All right. <laughs> uh, or half of it. The other half is supposed to come today. Yeah. Robert Steinbach, thank you for filling in during 9 o'clock hour because uh, we had our guests have to cancel out. Same thing with you, Chris Corbett. Thank, thank you. you very much for rearranging your schedule. You're welcome. And uh, thanks for talking about two big issues that are coming up very quickly here in the state of Arkansas. I'll see you on Monday at uh, 6 o'clock in the morning. Power panel will be in at 9 o'clock. Genealogy interests me. I'm going to have one of the foremost women about genealogy in the studio talking about it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. You won't want to miss that at all. That's all coming up on Monday. Have a great weekend. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.